Welcome to Beyond Distribution with GTDC. This podcast series explores the trends and events that shape the IT industry. Each guest is a thought leader in the tech community, including executives from some of the world's leading distributors and vendors, esteemed analysts, researchers, and other noted professionals. In this episode, podcast host Frank Vitagliano, CEO of the GTDC, welcomes Michael White, the GM of Quadmark EMEA, and the co-author of Sales and Marketing Channels. Their discussion delves into the perspectives of distribution and vendor relationships and the customer experience and how training can break down the barriers to success. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Beyond Distribution with GTDC and enjoy the conversation. Take it away, Frank. Michael, it's great to see you again. Tell, uh, tell the audience Frank. a little bit about yourself and, and Quadmark. Sure. So, well, first of all, thanks for the invitation uh, to join the podcast. A um, little about myself. Um, my name is Michael White. I'm a consultant. I've worked in um, the routes to market consulting space for the best part of the last 30 years in business to business, business to consumer, in IT channels, but also other sectors like durables, building products and so on. The recurring themes always channels direct and indirect. And in IT, a lot of that work's been with vendors, distributors, and final tier partners, and a lot around sales and sales enablement, and also the economics of channels. So uh, I'm a co-author of a book called Sales and Marketing Channels, uh, which distills a lot of that experience. Um, been working with the GTDC for the best part of 10 years now, and I'm currently general manager of a company called Quadmark in EMEA. And we are a sales enablement and routes to market consultancy. Uh, and of course, we're the GTDC's training partner. Yeah, and, and that I was gonna tell the audience, we've had a tremendous working relationship. I didn't realize it was 10 years. I, I know for the three that I've been here, it's, uh, it's, it's really gone well. Um, give us a quick overview Michael, of the training that you do, we're going to obviously get into much more detail about it, but just from a quick overview standpoint, um, talk, talk to us a little bit about what that training is, is, uh, looks like. Yeah. So, so we, we do all kinds of training. I, I said, I'm a consultant. We, we say at Quadmart, we advise, create and enable, um, and each aspect of our business is, is informed by the other. So, you know, our advice on routes to market taps into uh, creative aspects as well as some of our analytics. Uh, the creative team work with tools and apps and, and so on to make learning effective. And um, we're able then to generate blended learning, video tools, face-to-face uh, -face training for different kinds of clients. And uh, that's what we do uh, for vendors for distributors and for final tier partners actually um, and then clearly obviously the GTDC training suite is is a part of that and can tap in on a lot of our experience in those space yeah you know it's it's interesting you and I've been in this space for a long time and we've seen you know sort of the evolution of um, the relationship with vendors and distributors um, and it's obviously changed from the days when, you know, DISTI, when I started, DISTI was a, a bank and a warehouse, and it's obviously come a long way uh, from there. 
and the services that they provide, et cetera. But what are you seeing, you know, as you kind of look at that relationship between the, you know, and I kind of call it a partnership. It's not a customer relationship. It's a partnership between vendors and distributors. What, what are you seeing? What are the trends that um, kind of, you know, uh, stand out for you, for you guys at Quadmark? I think, um, well, there's a few things. I agree with you on the, the fact that it is a partnership. I think there's a, a, that's very clear nowadays. Possibly it didn't used to be quite so clear. It was maybe on occasions a bit more confrontational. Right. So I think partnership is clear. Um, I also think it's it's reached a degree of professionalism that it didn't have in its infancy. Um, I think now if you look at all the major distributors, all of your members, you know, they, they're highly professional organizations, extremely well managed and run, and vendors recognize that. And, and vendors are very clear about first of all, about the fact they can get value from working with distribution, not everybody in the vendors, but uh, I think the people who work with them on a day-to-day -day basis are clear on that. Yeah. Um, and also then how they get value. I think uh, that's, that's one crucial piece. And then in broader terms, I think what you see is the classic commoditization of the kind of services distribution can bring and replacement by other more innovative new services that are more in demand from vendors and partners alike. So distribution is, is certainly agile in that respect and always has been. Uh, and then I think the last trend I think I see, um, maybe I'm going out on a bit of a limb with it, is, is distribution and it's, uh, and this comes particularly with as a service offerings, I think is distribution has a more active view of end customers. So, and really they've no choice. Um, end if you look at what's going on in as a service world, it's all about delivering an experience for the end customer and not just at purchase, but all the way through their usage and renewal. Uh, and therefore distribution has a pretty unique insight into what goes on through that journey and has a great opportunity to add value at multiple points, uh, depending on what vendors and partners need. I think and that I makes a ton of sense. Um, and and I, I really don't think you're going out on a limb at all on there because it, 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 as time goes on, distribution has got to be able to do that. And the reason they do is customer experience is now becoming so critical in, in all transactions. And if they don't have a view of end user and end user requirements, uh, they're not going to be able to impact in a positive way customer experience, which they clearly have done and want to continue doing. The other key point, and the reason I'm sure you're, you kind of say tongue in cheek that you're going out on the limb is what they can't do, however, is begin to um, stray from their services through their customers, which are the solution providers, and, and you know, continue to make sure that that partnership works properly as it relates to the end users. And it has, you know, for years they've been shipping directly to end users, <laughs> you know, that hasn't changed. Um, and if they provide services, they got to do it through, through, their, through their partner, uh, through yeah. their customer, right? So absolutely, I think the other piece that they do have, and, and this is where they add value 
to vendors and partners alike. And, and in the same way, as you just stated, they continue to, to be clear on how they're adding that value, not by bypassing either party, um, is they, because of their view across partners and across vendor portfolios, they have a richer view of what is actually going on. Um, they always had that in terms of what product was shipping where, as you said before, with drop shipment and so on. Um, I think now they, they probably recognize they are not just aggregators of demand or of product, of skills, of finance, but now they also aggregate data. And, and the data and the, especially the insight they have into how markets are moving, how they're evolving, what products are selling well, what offers work in a particular sector, that I think is is invaluable to vendors and partners alike. I think yeah. uh, distribution yeah. has that view now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Michael, one of the things you mentioned uh, earlier is you mentioned, you know, sort of the perception of distribution within the vendor organization. And clearly, you and I know that the folks within the channel organization, whether it be the DISTI leads or the DISTI cams or the, in some cases, just the, the rest of the channel group, they understand what distribution provides and they recognize the value. However, we get some input from our vendor advisory council, and I know you've participated in a few of them, that in some cases, the rest of the folks within a vendor organization don't completely understand that. What's your view and what is Quadmark doing in, in your training and in your um, offerings to sort of help with that? Uh, it's a good question, and, and it's definitely still the case. Um, in our program, in one of in the diploma, our, our flagship program, um, we have this discussion around five myths of distribution, and we get nodding heads every time we we talk about them. Uh, not because people agree with the myths, but they agree that the myths are definitely out there inside their organisation if they're on the vendor side, or inside their vendor's organisation if they're in distribution, and they, I think. A couple of things we do. One is we actually do studies into the economics and, and they are revealing, highly revealing, not just in terms of some of the more obvious aspects like cost um, and, and the, the cost dynamics if you took distribution out of the equation, um, but more frequently in terms of the capital investment and the working capital investment requirement. That's often the big shocker to people who, who aren't aware quite of how distribution injects capital into the channel. Um, and, and often it's the acid test in all cases is what happens if you take distribution out of the equation. And when you work all those things through, what activities need to be done, what drives the cost of those activities. And then you add the fact that in distribution or through distribution, they're all variable cost. Whereas if a vendor had to build the equivalent, they'd be building fixed costs into their organization. So that's on the one hand. And then you look at the, the volume of capital required to service partners who in turn are servicing govern, government, uh, who are servicing uh, large retail corporations. And uh, you ask a vendor, do they really want to inject 
90 or 120 days of cash into their channel. And, and even the most hard-nosed CFOs are very quick to backtrack on the suggestion they would. Um, yeah. So that's one. Obviously, there are several others. I think the, the last one we always finish off with is some change, whatever the change may be. And we, this, this change has varied over the last 10 or 15 years. But there's always some change that says you don't need distribution anymore. Distribution's redundant somehow. Um, it was 20 years ago, it was the internet. A few years ago, it was marketplaces. Today, it's X as a service. And, and I think in all instances, distribution's responded. It's adapted its offering. It's communicating its offering um, and continues to play this role of aggregator at scale that really no other player can copy um, just because a of the aggregation points and b the scale yeah a lot of people a lot of people kind of even view it as an orchestrator at scale right um, yeah. because they're now orchestrating more of what happens that isn't necessarily just associated with the box right um you know the other thing that strikes me when you said that about change and things changing what i've experienced in my uh career on the vendor side is one of the other variables that's always happened is change in personnel leads to this. So a new sales leader comes in who doesn't really understand distribution and begins to question it and, um, and question the cost, right? Or a new CFO. Or the other thing that's happened a lot, and I'm sure you see it and run up against it, is the company, the vendor will bring in a consultant, an outside third party. And that outside third party you know, doesn't really understand it, right? Uh, and we have to go back through that. What's interesting is, uh, as I've seen a ton of analysis over the years, and what I've come to conclude is there isn't a silver bullet. In other words, there isn't one sort of uh, element or one presentation or one set of analysis that solves everybody's misunderstandings. But your work, the work that we've seen, I've seen that you guys do through the comprehensive training, which we're going to talk about in a minute, is as good as anything I've, I've seen um, because it covers all of those points and then ties it together, which is really what, what, is what matters uh, at, the, at the vendor level. So, yeah, I'm not, well, it's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad uh, that, that you see that and, and you see the, the impact. I think one of the things we do and in, in all the training we do is, is try and give people simple frameworks to hang things on. And one of the most successful ones is, is a simple framework, just demonstrating how each thing that distribution does makes some contribution to vendor profits or to the kind of capital they have to invest. And ultimately that means they're boosting return on capital employed for the vendors, which in turn uh, not there's not a direct correlation, but it's going to have an impact on the value of the business and, and the stock price. So I think simple frameworks that let people structure what they're explaining to somebody else are really important, especially if the somebody else is not dealing daily with distribution. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty crucial. Yeah. So, Michael, talk about two things for me here. So the program itself, the 
the GTDC, Quadmark GTDC accreditation program. Talk about that, what's it entail? And then secondly, talk a little bit about the target audience. In other words, who benefits from the from you know the, this program? Hmm. So first of all, we, th there are three core parts to the training program and they correspond to different, I wouldn't say different levels, but different needs from different audiences. So first off, there's the online e-learning program, which is the GTDC certificate. And that's self-paced. It's about four hours all in total. And it covers all the basics of what distribution does and how the business model works. So it, it gives that common language I was talking about and the simple frameworks. And it means that people who are starting out in distribution can really get their head around what the business is. And that means that could be someone on a vendor's channel team who hasn't worked in distribution before, could be someone in back office who's uh, administering programs for distribution, or it could be someone who's just joined as a new salesperson at a distributor and, and perhaps hasn't worked in the IT sector before. Um, we still see it as a good refresher and, and a good confirmation for more experienced people of what they know. Um, so often we'll send experienced people on that program as a warm up to our second program, which is the diploma, which really dives deep on all the aspects of a distribution business. So that's live, it's instructor led. So we have experienced facilitators and we work through all the way through from the top level metrics in a distribution business. So distribution's own return on capital employed right down to how they operate on a day-to-day -day basis. And in fact, we got two big activities in the program. One is where we put people into CEO roles at a fictitious, um, fast moving, fast growing, but cash limited distribution business. And, and then we, a few sessions later, we make them product managers in the same business and say, okay, well, you formulated the strategy a couple of sessions ago. Now you're the product manager. You have to execute on that with a portfolio of products. And that really grounds thing in day-to-day -day because that's where you make the relationship work between the distributor and the vendor. It's all in that interaction around the portfolio. Um, so that's that's the diploma, and really, there we are focusing on people who who are responsible for making the relationship work. So on vendor side, that's that's the distribution account managers, it's the channel leads, um, and on um, distribution side, it's the people managing the vendor portfolios or managing products and category portfolios. Um, and then the final module of that. Uh, diploma session is all about um, emerging business models. So we establish the base framework with the transactional model, which you know is still a, a big chunk of distribution, and then look at how things change when you move to new consumption models. Um, and that goes down very well, uh, so well in fact that we formulated and. In the process of finalizing our third program, which is the Advanced Exeter Service Diploma, which is dedicated to exploring what that means. Um, so going right into the detail of what does distribution do? 
how do the business models work when you move to an X as a service world? And obviously that has ramifications, not just for distribution. It, it's, you know, it's no coincidence people about transformation for vendors, partners and distributors alike. Um, and that's what that program is focused on. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting because obviously when you started this with us 10 years ago, it was really about box, you know, traditional business model, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, it was probably just at the beginning of cloud, people were maybe talking a little bit about cloud, but it, certainly it hadn't been established as a, as a, as a business model. Uh, but now here we are going through lots of different evolutions of that. And um, what kind of feedback are you getting from the, your, the vendor partners? Because I know, you know, for example, we've spoken to both our advisory councils and they've been extraordinarily receptive to, you know, the program. And then when they hear about the enhancements, they even get a little bit more excited because they're all struggling with um, how do we deploy, you know, the consumption models, subscription models, how do we effectively work with them? And so I think this training probably helps across the board, I would assume. Mm, yeah. And I think I would say, you know, feedback from, from all our audiences, distribution and vendors alike is, is very positive. Um, uh, very good on the diploma. I think we've run more than 50 plus conducts. We're up to 800 plus uh, participants and the average over all those courses is more than 5.5 out of six. So, mm. and recommend rates are pretty close to 100%. Um, I think the feedback we get from vendor channel leads is that it transforms the way their teams engage with distribution. Um, and I think that's actually, obviously in the last couple of years, the program has moved to entirely virtual. Uh, and I actually think that has helped us in terms of the feedback, or we've had additional positive feedback, because it creates a space for teams to reflect as teams on what they've just learned and work out what does it mean for their business and then for them in their roles. Uh, in fact, um, I was just compiling some of that feedback this morning for, for a group we're running sessions with at the moment. And uh, it works, you know, they, it really does give them space to think about, well, what am I going to do about this? And, and we've had that specifically, we had um, one guy, I think, said, we're learning a lot, but also the atmosphere we have in the classes and the group discussions is really good. Uh, and it really helps us move our thinking forward. Yeah. So, I think so, so basically, you know, the courses that you've described, uh, the audience clearly within the vendor organization, it's, it's the folks that work with distribution, but it's also folks that potentially don't work with uh, vend uh, a distribution th that could learn something or benefit from it. If nothing else, the folks taking the course could then use that information back inside their company to, to help with their discussions with the sales leaders, the product folks, and the, certainly the finance folks. Yes. But the other piece that's interesting is it's also useful within the distribution organizations because as distributors bring on new people, um, they could learn quite a bit from this training uh, to help them do their job going forward. 
which is kind of a, you know, kind of an interesting point. Um, well, good. So that's an excellent overview. So Michael, how can vendors and distributors learn more about the training and the accredit accreditation programs? How do you market it? How do you, you know, how do you get the word out there? Mm. So we, um, all the courses are detailed on the gtdc.org website yep. um, under the events and training tab. And that on the website itself will give you an overview of each course and how it's delivered and then get you links through to the online certificate and for the current schedule of live instructor-led classes for the diploma. And then when we launch the advanced diploma. Um, for more general questions, people can always email us. Um, we have a, a dedicated email address, which is gtdcinfo at quadmark.com. Um, and we also have collateral, um, uh, which, you know, brochures and so on, PDFs, so that if people need a document to share internally with their own organization to highlight what's in the program, which is a, one of the first questions that come up, um, they can share that document, um, and it's also available for download on the website, on the gtdc.org website. Yeah, that's great. Well, look, Michael, this has been fabulous. You've done a really nice job kind of giving us an overview of the program. Um, it's, it's really comprehensive. People need to kind of recognize and understand that. Um, but yet at the same time, I think, as you mentioned earlier, the way that you guys deliver it with the framework, um, it, uh, it, it works uh, and, it wor and it works well. And, and we've gotten great reviews. And now as we're expanding it, um, you know, we've got a lot of vendor engagement. I know, I think I mentioned to you, we've got a couple of vendors that have asked for some custom programs, which I know you're willing to do. And we've done some with the distributors also. So that's fabulous. Uh, closing thoughts, any, anything kind of to, to let our audience know as we kind of close the discussion? Uh, a couple of thoughts. I think um, one thing we, we, I wouldn't say we lost, but one thing that changed when we moved off the face-to-face -face sessions, particularly on the open course, was this mix of stakeholders on the vendor side and the distributor side. So when we ran two-day open, open workshops, it, you got some great discussion going on um, really working on the mechanics of the relationship because you had both sides represented, both sides, wrong, wrong term, but both yeah. parties were represented in that conversation. So you get great, you get groups of vendors reflecting on what things meant, and then you get groups of distributors who were able to respond there and then. Um, and certainly that's one thing we're looking to build with some uh, open programs this year is that mix of audience where we have vendors and distributors in the same session. Um, so when we do the reflection, um, it's, it's an industry reflection rather than just one party's version. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, Michael, look, we're, we're really pleased with the, with the, um, the partnership uh, with Quadmark and GDDC and, and, you know, it's been a really, good 10 years and we're looking for to continue that and uh i'm really excited i think we've uh the training and the changes you guys have made uh has really led to sort of a the next level of engagement which is really important so thanks very much for spending time with us today and uh 
you know, as Michael indicated, you can go and get the information on the gtdc.org website. Thank you very much, Michael. Good, good seeing you. Thank you, Frank. Likewise.